Are you ready to embark on a jury that unveils the profound art of understanding your ideal client? Because I know everyone struggles with this. We are going to be going beyond mere demographics and delving into the heart of what truly connects you with your audience. If that's something you're interested in, stick around because my next guest is sharing all about that and so much more. Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. So if marketing is something that you're wanting to learn, I hope that you subscribed or our podcast. Obviously, subscriptions help us to grow even more. Today, oh, folks, I'm very, very excited to introduce you to Kelly Sinclair of Entrepreneur School by KS and Co. Kelly is a podcast host and founder of Entrepreneur School, an education hub for ambitious moms who want to start and grow their business. She's an award-winning marketer and brand strategist, visible maximizer, girl mom of two, constantly juggling hockey practices and marketing plans. She's your fairy brand mother, waving the magic wand to give you the confidence, guidance, and support you need to get your next level of success. Welcome, Kelly. That's a great intro. I love hearing that. Thank you. I'm like, I can't wait to chat. I mean, I already know I can't wait to chat, but like, that was really good. So good marketing there. (laughs) How many of a bio can you make, right? I mean, I know. All right. Well, I always like to dive right in, but I always love to start with this first question because I consistently get feedback on it all the time. I feel like we always feel like we're this silo and our windy, crazy path to what we're doing today is the only person that has experienced it. But in fact, every single guest has a weird, windy road that gets to where they're going. So Kelly, why don't you share with us how you know, the places and the stops along the way to get you to where you are today? So I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. And now I have a business called Entrepreneur School. So it's definitely from like one end of the road to the other. I I never worked in high school because I was in 4-H. And as a 4-H'er where I am in Alberta, I would raise a steer and then I would sell that steer at the end of the year and I would have enough money to pay for my gas and my insurance to get me through the year so I didn't need a part-time job, which was awesome. And when I look back, I actually realized I did actually start a business when I was 15 also. Um, I was teaching line dancing for kids and it was just like once a week for an hour and so much fun. And so those are the things that got me through like high school, like having some money to do the things that I wanted to do and the things I had to pay for. And because I obviously lived on an acreage, I had to drive myself to school or to activities or to like hang out with friends. My parents were like, no, we're not doing that. So had to cover that myself. Um, And then I went to university into a science degree. And I think that the amount of time that you have to change classes when you go to university is six days. So it was exactly six days when I was like, oh, 
No, 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 no. <laughs> what is the opposite of this? Yes, CSI was really cool to watch on TV, but I'm certainly not going to be doing that with my life. So I leaned into what were some of the skills that I had and the things that I really loved doing. And again, from the 4-H program, one of the aspects of that is public speaking. So I thought, okay, how do I use my public speaking abilities? How do I turn that into a career? And I found the Faculty of Communications. And uh, it was home. <laughs> it the was angels home. sang. Yes, they were like, this is, this is your zone. You need to play over here. So I ended up getting a degree in public relations. And that has been a really great like Kickstarter of everything that I've done from there because it is very wide in scope. It's basically like communications means determining what you need to say, who you need to say it to, and how you're going to say that, where, to those people. So that's the basic formula that you can apply in so many different contexts. So I worked in government. I worked in corporate. I worked in like crisis communications, internal communications, employee communications, and like media relations and all of those kinds of things and ended up working in a big PR firm where I got to do like lots of different types and like applications of what PR is. And then I had two kids at that time and they were one and three and my mom got really sick with breast cancer. So she had had it for a long time and actually my mom had health conditions for as long as I can remember in my life. But one day she had a seizure, which put her in the hospital. And it was so clear that the end was near that I had to make a decision about how I wanted to spend my time. And I just was not going to be spending 11 and a half hours a day consumed by a job. So I yeah. left on a leave of absence. And unfortunately, we only had eight more days after that oh, with my I'm mom. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, but it, you know, it was one of those things that you like make lemonade out of lemons for lack of a better cliche at this time. And I really, really understood then that whole saying of life is short. And when you are become so aware of it, like we know it's true, but until you've experienced a personal loss, I don't think you really quite get it. And I certainly didn't until um, it was my own journey that I thought, okay, you need to be paying more attention to what, how you're spending your time. I need to be really reevaluating re my values and knowing what I, and deciding what I want to do with that precious time that I do have. And when I thought about going back to my job, which was an option, I was like, no, like my kids are in childcare at this point for like literally 11 and a half hours a day. I'm getting up at 6 a.m. and commuting and drinking. Like I could have had an IV of coffee going into my arm and that would not have done the trick. And I didn't even realize that I was like burned out of that like corporate. I thought it was just like, oh, coming back from mat leave. I'm, and I live in Canada, so I get a year off and it's a long time to like, that's to, amazing. You know, to oh. be like a pair, like momming and then going back to business. It, it's just like a huge mind transition. Um, yes. When you take that big of a, a space. So I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, feeling it out still. I don't know. And I've done this before and they'll come back to me. And it was like, nope, no, nope, you're not meant to do this. So I thought about what, how do I take the skill set that I have and apply it into building my own business? And 
right away, I was like, entrepreneurs are the best. Like business owners, you're so passionate about what you do. Like you're, you're not starting a business because you're like, oh, I know. I'll just make so much money so fast and it'll be <laughs> so easy. <laughs> it's like, no, you have to love this. You have to love this to a certain degree that like you're willing to spend your time and energy on it. And I just love taking that energy and like turning that into like your client attraction system. So how do I, I realized, you know, people who are passionate about what they do, this is where joy comes from. And this is my contribution. I want to support those people with their marketing because, you know, there's so many pieces to running a business. And when marketing is not your specialty, you're like, oh, it's this thing I have to do. And you don't really want to or know how to, and you need support with that. So that's where I come in. Yeah. And, and I mean, I relate so much to what you said. I We lost my father in 2015 suddenly from a blood disease and he went within a week. Um, and it was, you're right. You really sort of, you know, what's important and what's at that point, like so clearly. Yeah. And, and you wonder how you didn't see it before. Like, you know, so mm -hmm. and then when I left corporate America in marketing, I have four kids and I was tired of leaving in the morning when they were still sleeping and coming home after they were already in bed. I was like, that's not why I had kids. Yeah. So now I run two businesses, but I still have Tuesdays off to like play with my grandbabies on the floor and, you know, making the job, my career, the love that I have for these businesses work around what's important in my life is the biggest lesson I think we can all learn. Right. And sadly, sometimes it takes tragedy. Yeah. Sometimes it takes stumbling up upon a business and like, you know, making it your own. But yeah, I, I relate so much, so much. You're so much clearer after something like a tragedy like that. And yeah, and, and it's, it's yeah. reevaluating your values, right? And that, that's oh. such a huge piece of of understanding your own brand and building a business around your life. I, I've been hearing the the phrase like life first business. Yeah. Mm. And I'm here for that for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dip our toes in to, you know, this whole thing that we're focusing on today. H how does honing in on your niche play a pivotal role in sort of devising an effective visibility strategy? And, and how does understanding your ideal client shape your approach on reaching your audience? Mm, yes. Sort of twofold. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so first of all, I have what I call the magic brand formula, which is when thinking about what your brand is, how you represent yourself, like by Jeff Bezos's definition, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And how do you like intentionally create that? and demonstrate it in your actions and your content and the kind of, you know, offers that you create, the way you deliver your services, all of that stuff. The first piece is what we were sort of talking about just in my story too, is understanding. So the, the formula, let me just give that to you, is who you are plus who you're for plus why it matters. So I always start with mm. you because you need to understand these things about yourself 
which is a challenging and like personal awareness exercise. I will admit that. Not very easy, folks. <laughs> like I start like my programs and I'm like, so who are you? And people are like, I don't know. Why are you asking me this? It's so personal. And it's yes. And it evolves. So I will give you that. Like it does evolve and things will shift over time. And, you know, your clarity comes into play when you have experiences with like loss, with um, how you're managing your time. You have a big life event that happens or you work with a client and you're like, ooh, that was terrible. So all of those things can, you know, shift that. And then the second piece, and this is important that it comes second, is who you're for. So when I think about helping people with uncovering their niche, I get a lot of pushback because people are like, I want to help. Like we're heart-centered people. We want to help. I want to help everyone. Everyone can benefit from what I do. Okay, yes. But does everyone want it? Like that. Or need it. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Well, and even if they do need it and you could believe that they need it, yeah. they don't know. And so they don't want it. And so they're not going to buy it. And so don't spend your time talking to them. So how do we uncover who is actually for you and add in that layer of compatibility too? Because I think this mm. is like such an important piece. Um, I know that you're a photographer as well, and you probably think about whose weddings you're actually going to shoot. Oh, because yes. Because it's not just people getting married. Oh, no. Right? It's fun, playful cu couples who love adventure. Like, I know my ideal client so well because I don't want to work with people that are not in that area. Exactly. So you've identified there some of the key aspects of really honing in on your niche, which are understanding their their values. What are your ideal clients' beliefs and values? And how do they connect compatibly to yours? Because mm -hmm. when you're talking just in general, like when you're putting yourself out there in your marketing, you're going to like reference stories and reference like, you know, if you like to go hiking in the mountains and you like you're you're explorative and you like to do these things or you're super creative or abstract or whatever. All of that style is going to come through in the way that you're talking. And that's directly related to finding somebody who's like, yes, I, co I totally connect with Jen. I, I love her style. I love her energy. Like we're going to work together and we're making the decision from that place too. Yeah. We're going to vibe, right? Yes. Like a lot of people are very much like, I just want to work with people I vibe with. And you totally can. Like yeah. it's possible, right? Yeah. So it's so, a matter of defining it. Yeah. Define the vibe. <laughs> and I know, right? And if you go beyond, which I think everybody should, if you go beyond those typical demographics, right? What are the sort of core questions that entrepreneurs which really should ask themselves to form a deep sort of authentic connection with people? And how do the insights guide your business decisions? Mm -hmm. So one of the ones I really love to explore is what perceptions does your ideal client have about what you do? Mm. So this really, like, I like to use an example of anybody who works in the, like, you know, healing space, holistic healers, you know, um, people who are an alternative modalities of he of that kind of thing. Your ideal client has to be open-minded to that, right? Yes. Because yes. as much as you know that Reiki or, you know, Akashic record readings or, or what's the thing with the palms? It starts with Palm an A. Palm reading. 
Well, um, well there, there's that. so many or health, health work, work or whatever. Yes, yes. Yes. Because you know that that's, that could change anybody's life. It changed your life, right? It has an impact on you. You still have to find the people who are going to be open to that because the difference here is that you're going to like try and convince everybody that they should love to experience what you're doing or you're finding people who are like already looking for a solution. So if you've heard of the customer awareness journey, right? Like they, they're not aware, they become problem aware. They're like, oh, I have this problem. I'm actually now looking for a solution to it. Then they become solution aware. They're like, okay, so say an easy one to, to track through this whole thing is like health, right? So I, my problem is I don't feel healthy. I feel like I'm overweight. I want to lose weight. I want to get healthier. The solution is, oh, any number of things. It could be the solution I'm going to choose is exercise or changing my diet or intermittent fasting or whatever. And then they become product aware because they now, they've now explored you as the person who, you know, is the nutritionist and sells the meal plans and will coach them through it all. And now they're becoming aware of your particular offer. And that because they've already made these decisions and you've just helped them to find you with the way that you're showing up in content, in your writing, um, on your website, when you do videos, if you're speaking on podcasts, whatever visibility strategy you're actually using. Amazing. Describe how your magic brand formula will help entrepreneurs align their brand with the heart or hearts of their ideal client. Mm -hmm. I think it's truly in that values connection, mm. knowing where your values are and where their values are. And like that they're on the same page, right? Because that's where, like, if you even zoom that out to just generally in life, how you navigate relationships, how you, you know, become friends with somebody new or, you know, get along with somebody you met at a party or at somebody else's house or whatnot, you're going to talk about common interests and like things that you value. So right away, there's going to be a few things that help you distinguish that, you know, if you're a parent. And they're a parent and they're like, okay, cool. She gets that layer of this whole thing that we're dealing with on top of like there's stuff that's not directly related to your expertise and what your business is that is part of your brand that will help attract those um, ideal clients, those dream clients, those soul related clients or whatever, you know, buzzword you want to use to call them. Exactly. And they may not call themselves that. So like they may not recognize those words in your marketing either. So you want to find the words that resonate within the marketing that they actually would be searching for too. For sure. And that's actually one of the other questions because you asked me like yeah. what are some of the core questions you can ask yeah. about your ideal client is. It is what is their level of sophistication with the thing that you do? Yes. Like for my Pinterest business, I truly have to... In my free education, social media, YouTube, wherever I am, I really have to put forth why people should want to use Pinterest and why it's like low energy effort marketing and how effective it is to like drive traffic to your website for months and years versus a social media post for like 48 hours. You know what I mean? Right. So I, it takes a lot of education, I know, for my sort of niche and industry to getting people to understand why. If I can get them to understand why, I get buy-in almost instantly. Right. So you need to really understand what your clients understand about your niche. Yes, because they, you've identified they're like in a beginner area. 
which mm-hmm. means when you know they're a beginner, you're speaking the language of they're a beginner. Like you're teaching them the how to's, you're telling them about why versus if they like, they're like, okay, I, I just want to plug this piece in. I don't want to learn anything about it. They're more advanced in their business. And they're like, okay, cool. Just do it for me, Jen. Outsource. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. In a dynamic business landscape, right? Everyone is in a an industry that's like overwhelmed with people. I mean, I hear that all the time, right? How can entrepreneurs continuously refine and tweak their understanding of their ideal client to ensure that ongoing, that they're, you know, relevant and they're making those connections on a consistent basis? I'm assuming it's not a set it, forget it situation. No, no. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I think that the answer is it it actually does get easier over time. And that's because you're working with more people, right? Because you have those converse, you you actually, at first, when you're trying to define your ideal client, if you haven't worked with clients, you're kind of making it up. You're kind of looking at- Totally educated guesses. Yeah. You're looking at other people's stuff. You're like, I think a person in this part of, like in my, in my situation, it's like, I think- it's an early stage entrepreneur and I think they're experiencing this based on my own journey in entrepreneurship or whatever. It's not like, like a lot of people will just say, well, just ask your people. You're like, I don't have people yet. (laughs) Where are the people? But as you do evolve and you do get, you know, um, people coming into your world and working with them, you're going to hear them say things. They're going to have questions. What are their questions? Where do they get stuck? Why do they get stuck? Like be always thinking about them and the experience that they're having. And as you walk through that in like a client relationship, you're able to then take that insight and infuse that into your marketing language, into your messaging, your website, your your copywriting, like on a sales page, even when you're having a, a discovery call with someone because you'll say, yeah, I know exactly what you're going through. That's what people are looking for. They're looking for validation that you understand what they're going through so that they can trust you to help them fix it. Brilliant. You know, this podcast is all about like taking action, right? So can you provide actionable steps or exercises or something for entrepreneurs who are eager to really get started on this, on a deeper understanding of their ideal client so that it really resonates within their business and copy and all things. Okay. So first of all, I'm a self-proclaimed queen of messy action. It's my absolute favorite thing. I <laughs> love it. I love, I love me a plan. I love to, you know, strategize. I'll do that all day, but like, let's not let that get in the way and cause us to overthink the simple actions that we can take that are going to make a huge impact on our businesses. And so my challenge would be take external facing action every day, which means you're putting yourself out there. There's an audience of some kind or another person involved. So this is like, and in terms of exploring who your ideal client is, this is actually having conversations with people right? We're not just doing research passively, secondary research. We are doing connections, asking questions, DMing people, coming, finding a person who you could like speak to who shares an audience and get insight from them. These are the kinds of things that are going to take like your sitting and guessing being behind a computer screen, which let's be honest, that's where we can sit and be comfortable um, to the next level. And 
and really give you some great insights on who you are trying to target. Brilliant. That's so brilliant. I think you're right. We like to go by, you know, all the things we see online about our ideal client by like, you know, looking online, seeing what other people are saying, doing this, doing this, doing this, but talking to real people, you're going to get way more information than you have before. And so many people that have had clients never really follow back up with them again and ask questions like, even afterwards, how could I have done this service better? Or how, you know, what could I include that would make it more meaningful or more helpful, right? We don't want to ask those hard questions because we don't want to hear anything bad. But if we do this, then we can utilize their words everywhere. Mm -hmm. And actually, as you're talking there, I just remembered, I have something that can help start this process. So if you're like, what is the difference between external facing action and things that I think are action and working on my business, then the ultimate visibility toolkit is a free download that I have that gives you like a hundred different ways that you can go about doing this, including things like that are not just like posting on social media, that's some of it, but um, things like connecting with a previous client, like getting a testimonial, reaching out to somebody who you want to collaborate with, those kinds of things. Yeah, we're going to get to that. And I, I am very excited to share it with everyone because everyone loves these little free things that my guests offer that help them actually take action right after listening, right? We're not just getting educated. We always have to put time on our calendar to actually implement the stuff that we got educated on. But one other question I'd love to know is what are three things that helped you grow your business? It could be tools. It could be advice. It could be really anything, but three things on the top of your mind that have really helped to grow your business. Number one is networking. So this is like, you know, I feel like we're all trying to find a way to not have to do that. Like, oh, the let's just use the internet and, you know, go into this. We can be global and we can reach everyone. And well, don't forget about trying to create a reputation for yourself inside of your own community, like like geographic community. Where are there events that you can attend um, and places that you can show up and, you know, create relationships with people in real life? Because I call this offline marketing, <laughs> the yeah. most underutilized strategy out there. And while and most effective because I, it's face to face, so. right? Like, yeah. hello. Gives you two or three steps into that no like and trust oh, marketing process. You're getting all of the like nonverbal like energy cues and everything from people as well. And that trust like speeds up way faster. Um, for me, that was how I, I, I got most of my first clients was from meeting them and going to events. And so definitely don't don't undervalue and don't overlook that as a way to go out and, and you know, grow your business. And collaborations is another huge one like this, where yes. you reach out and connect with people, um, connect with audiences that already exist somewhere else. And again, that's that's a like lended credibility piece where what? by the fact that you're already here and you already love Jen and you listen to her podcast, that if you found me just in the discovery feed on Instagram, you would not be like 
probably even remembering me at all versus listening to this podcast where you might actually, you know, download the thing and connect with me on Instagram and whatnot. And that might change the way our relationship goes. So finding other people to collaborate with, not only for that strategic reason, but also for the like community aspect, right? And and being an entrepreneur is lonely. So I totally agree with that. You could get in a little sort of a solo island and you're not thinking above your business looking down. You're just in the middle of it. And so I I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. And third? So the third thing is to remember to prioritize your self-care. I agree with that so much. We are from women for women, this podcast and YouTube channel. And, and, you know, women are sadly the, the worst at self-care. Everyone comes first before us oftentimes. So I would really, really appreciate that. Before we get to the gift that you're going to share with our audience, tell everyone about your services or your school so that anyone listening is like, oh my God, I totally vibe with Kelly. Like, how can I work with her? Yeah, well, please come and check out the Entrepreneur School podcast because we feature, you know, I like to call it like the real life of being an entrepreneur and being a mom, especially. So um, different stories from people who are going through all that, navigating that. You're definitely going to get the behind the scenes for me, as well as the marketing, branding, visibility strategies and guests who bring on their different expertise. So I actually just had a conversation's not even aired yet about mental health and entrepreneurs. So those kinds of conversations are also part of that. And I have upcoming a new program called the Visibility Revolution, where we actually, it's like, it's like a, a course meets a challenge and you take the actions to build out your visibility tour for two months and implement it and get all of the pieces that you need in order to really build that audience of your ideal clients and turn those followers into people who want to actually work with you. And so I do brand strategy and visibility, and that's my sort of group program. And then I have some one-on-one opportunities to work with me if you need to talk more strategically or need some private coaching. I'm all Very, very cool. Tell everyone what your freebie is. I know you mentioned it a little bit, but and how it's going to help our audience to be better at that niching and ideal client stuff. Yeah, so absolutely. The Ultimate Visibility Toolkit is like your action plan for to help you get over the like, I don't know what to do today. And if you had to take less than 10 minutes a day to work intentionally on growing your business, these are the exact things that I would recommend that you do. And it's really lovely because it's this magical calendar with like drop down menus and you just go click, 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 click and like spit out this whole beautiful plan. Plus they walk you through like how to actually use it. And I have a training in there on being confident on camera because I know that's one of the hangups a lot of people have when it comes to putting themselves out there as well. Yes. And showing up as yourself will book way more business than any graphic you can ever post. So that sounds super valuable and it's free. So thank you so much for your valuable advice and your time today. Obviously, I'm going to have all of her links down below to her website, Instagram, her podcast, all the things, as well as that gift that she's offering. And 
I just want to thank you so much for coming on today and helping us out. If you found some ideas and some tips that you can implement in your business, we'd love for you to leave a review. It's really the lifeblood of our podcast. But of course, I always have to end with go out there and do something good for your business, like downloading Kelly's Ultimate Visibility Toolkit. Um, it sounds kind of like a no-brainer. It's dirty. <laughs> go get it. And I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.